Hello and welcome to a special episode of Behind the Pixel. Uh, this is a hack. Are you, this is our first hack. This is our first hack. Hacky. So we should probably explain what a hack is. Hacky sacks. <laughs> that way. Sure, hacky sacks. <laughs> uh, so hacks that we're going to provide, they're short-formed tips or tricks that you can use in your animated productions uh, to really help improve your workflow over time. We'll address whether these hacks are geared at any time towards a marketer or towards a creative or to both, because sometimes that might call for it. <laughs> so... Uh, these are short forms, so let's just jump right into the content. Our very first hack is tips for working with scratch tracks. Scratch tracks. It's it's hard to say three scratch, times scratch, fast. Scratch, 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 scratch. Yeah. <laughs> so there are two quick hacks that we can advise on here. Um, this is mostly for the creative folks in the room. So let's start by recapping what we actually mean by scratch audio or scratch tracks, uh, because we mentioned this briefly in episode 001, which is utilizing the medium of animation, uh, which you can listen to after if you've missed it. So scratch tracks are temporary audio that are used for two different reasons. The first is to create a sense of timing so that animators can work while the final audio is still being recorded. Kind of allows for two things to happen simultaneously. It's also used to kind of explore whether or not a video is working as a whole, whether the story's making sense, before paying for a professional voiceover artist. That's the key part there. Yeah, anyone can record a scratch track. Yeah. I do them all the time. Yeah, we both do. And they're terrible. <laughs> but We're regardless, not professional audio yeah, people. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but so sometimes what happens in a story-driven piece, parts are cut entirely or lines are changed over time. So in this case, you don't want to be in a situation where you're paying twice for a voiceover artist when you have to cut parts anyway, right? So this is really used as kind of a cost-saving measure on the marketer side. Yeah, this... The bigger cost, I think, comes when you have to change a line and you have to repay that artist for whatever reason you changed some words or you're just not saying the right thing. You can catch that much earlier. Right. So if you know ahead of time that you're likely going to be making cuts and edits as you go through the process of your workflow, it makes sense to start and use scratch tracks as an alternative to yeah. what you currently do. Uh, but with that being said, we always, 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 always recommend working with final audio when you get into the animation stage of production. So scratch tracks usually happen between storyboards and animation most yeah. often than not. It's easier. It saves time. You never have to go backwards. You never have to re-edit, especially if you're working with lip sync or anything like that. You want to work with final audio. Yeah, I want to yeah. say the only exception to that might be if you're looking to replace lines altogether, like you mentioned, um, which is an entirely different problem. And we might get to that in, an, in a not, full you're episode. You're not saying the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> so when you need to replace the scratch track with that final voiceover, sometimes the new file can ruin an animation's timing. This is because sometimes as people are speaking, maybe they put new pauses in different places or... Sometimes people will take longer to say the same words. Maybe they're changing the tone up a little bit. So it just, it takes more time. So what happens as a result is that the animation needs to be retimed again. You yeah. need to see it. <laughs> that was the hack on the marketer side here to think about. But on the creative side, depending on how different that timing is, right? You're, you're getting a, a track 
you've got your final audio, you can try to edit that new voiceover to match the old timing of the scratch file. So maybe my my voiceover art that I did that was terrible <laughs> um, still gives a sense of a timing and pacing that that works pretty well for the piece as a whole. And the voiceover artist can try to match that old timing a little bit. But in the event that they they don't match it exactly, you can still go in as a creative and edit that a little bit to make yeah. it as clear as possible. So edit the new voiceover old match old timing yeah. yeah and it's we've done it kind of a number of times now i've but done it i do it all the time yeah, yeah. It, it saves a ton of work in the long run because you don't need to actually touch the animation or retime the animation yeah. at all so the animation has a ton of keys it has a ton of things in it data that you have to move or slide and there are some tools to make that easier but oftentimes it, it doesn't work out the way you want it to <laughs> so <laughs> That's uh, it just takes time to retime right but of course though with that there's a caveat because sometimes it's impossible to fix everything just from trying to edit in the audio so you can try using markers in your timeline if you're using any adobe package if you want to explain that a little further yeah in any adobe package you can just usually you can hit m or star star key we'll set a marker within that piece of audio and you can when you export make sure you're just exporting metadata um, it saves it stores it with the file and then when you open it in say premiere or after effects or somewhere else some other package you will see the markers in your timeline uh, and you can so you're saying mm -hmm. make markers from from one adobe tool like audition to after effects or premiere is right. that right okay right. Just making sure we're clear. <laughs> awesome. Then you can easily find the places where you need to adjust those specific timing changes in the animation or the edit. On the marketer side, if you need more time for buy-in from your superiors or your clients, or, or you your need boss to, or someone, someone above you, someone above, yeah, giving some feedback, yeah, or you need to buy yourself more time, but you don't want to halt the production. Right. You want the production to keep going, but you know there's going to be some time that you have to wait in between for things like feedback. In the cases where you're working with character animation specifically, we suggest that you should go to your animation team to produce what we call, quote, overall motion or blocking, as you may have heard in previous episodes as well, by using these scratch tracks. They might already be doing this. Your creative team might be thinking about this already. They should be. But if they aren't, they should consider it. But the thing to make sure there is that if your team is seeing the first blocked out version, as, as we might call it, that they're not expecting to see final motion, right? That we don't want a client to look at something and say, what is this? I don't understand what I'm what I'm looking at here. So you have to call it out in advance. That way you avoid those kinds of feedback comments like, you know, this is looking interesting, but can we make it move a little more? <laughs> <laughs> because ultimately, if you're using scratch audio and you're doing blocked out animation, it's you have all, to know it's not final, right? Yeah, <laughs> it feels it's all rough. It's all temporary. Um, yeah. And you don't want to make final decisions based on rough things. Correct. Correct. Uh, so by the end of that first pass, though, you should have your final audio ready to go for making a second pass. Yeah. Because if you're getting so far into animation without having any of the final audio, it's just going to cost you more in the long run. Well, so hopefully those hacks make sense. They're quick tip tricks, quick, quick trick tips. <laughs> Can I try that again? <laughs> no, I think it's, I think yeah, okay. it's, it, it works. Um, but yeah, if you have any tips that you'd like to add, 
uh, please feel free to let us know. We're always happy to learn from each other and collaborate in this way. But we wish you all the best with all the projects that you're working on. Enjoy working with Scratch Audio. We'd love to hear the times that you've had to work with Scratch Audio mm. and how if, you know, maybe we'll compare audio at some point <laughs> to see who's the, the best of the worst Scratch Audio creators. <laughs> Good luck with your projects and we'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs>